What's on the silver screen? I got some takes you wouldn't believe. Alrighty, and welcome to Popmosis Film. We are no longer in Halloween month. Halloween can't be forever, but you know what? That's okay, because this pick that we're talking about today, this movie means so much to us, not only because it's absolutely one of the best MCU movies, which I think most people can agree, but also it hits so hard now, because not only did we um, get get this movie to be culturally impactful and uh, allow us to really understand a whole other side of what a hero is we lost our king and hero very recently Mm -hmm. this is about two months after of what happened but however Mm -hmm. with 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 halloween like you know we we still had those halloween plans and we were just like and i i needed to i also i think i just needed a process so today we're talking about black panther um after our loss of our king t'challa and yeah. the amazing actor and oh my god mm. so anyway joining me today is my co-host josiah josiah hey. how you doing i'm doing great i'm doing great yeah as, as as tyler said we 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 wanted to do a marvel movie in this slot we talked about a lot of different ones and then when uh chadwick boseman passed it was it was just obvious what we had to do this was yeah a, a very strong possibility anyway just because the movie that it is but uh yeah so i'm mm-hmm. just uh, it was. It was. This is the first time I've watched it since he passed. So yes. it's, yeah. it was an emotional experience, and I didn't expect it to be. Mm-hmm. I'd seen like Endgame after he passed, and that's very intensely emotional. Like what? Oh like, man! When he comes yeah, back that, that, again, that moment, yeah. man. Like I was we. I like it already gets me, but now it's just the level is deeper. So it's 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 funny how, you know, the reason movies matter is because it's filled with real people. It yeah. like we can. You know, mm-hmm. they touch us in some way, they reach us in some way, and and it's just, yeah, it's just really very powerful. The impact is just immense, and in in we'll talk about it at length. But uh, of course, you know, we wanted to do this as a tribute to to Chadwick Boseman specifically as a real life hero that played yeah. one mm-hmm. of the best on screen heroes, and that's why this is a special episode. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul's not able to be here with us because edu- education is a thing and very important. And we didn't want to take that away from him. So uh, good, good luck, future Paul. I hope you got an A. And, but <laughs> we have we have such a good guest. Uh, Josiah, I'm so happy with our guest. He's already spoken a little bit. He's awesome. If you watch our Black Lives Matter stream earlier in June, we had talked about Into the Spider-Verse, which is my favorite superhero film still today. And uh, I, that's, uh, you know what? I'm going to have the guest introduce himself because he's just that awesome. <laughs> who, are, who are you, awesome guest? Me? I don't know. I, I just snorted a bump and now I'm here. I'm joking. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't even know how I got here. I was playing on the monkey bars with my pants down and now I'm here in the middle of a, with a gaming chair <laughs> and a hard kombucha that I drank already. You know, um, I, I, I heard that was actually going to be like the beginning of Thor and they were just like, the kombucha was too much. I'm just kidding. No, the kombucha was, yeah, it was some foul witchcraft in this, in this can. It's... <laughs> <laughs> uh salutations y'all i'm jp brown and i'm here i'm a stand-up comic gamer and all this other stuff and uh yeah rest in peace um chadwick boseman man absolutely shite it didn't seem real bro yeah it really didn't because like there was all that thing they were like oh he's losing weight for a role and i was like okay I- i've seen that's, yeah that's what i that's, thought that's, too I was like, i've seen people do that i got we saw we saw 50 cent do that you know like yeah. that was 
Like, and do we even need to mention um what's his name? Christian Bale for the machinist? I, like that I forgot was, his name. And, yeah, and then before he Jesus. then got huge for Batman, like back yeah. to those roles. <laughs> and, and then they were like, Okay, you're way too big for Batman. You need to cut down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he gained like a million pounds for uh, the the movie with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, American Hustle. Like he oh, went, like he's done wait, everything. He I thought. Oh, I thought he was like in a fat That's suit. What, no, that was real. That man, oh, I consulted him on that role. I was like, "This is how you gain weight, buddy. You have two kids, and you can't <laughs> work out or eat healthy because you have no time." And he's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> you can't you can't run at the the lighting people in a film set anymore. Exactly, <laughs> and you got to eat nothing but fried rice for breakfast. That's it. That's all you get. <laughs> fried rice, rice and tang. It is. A- <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, no. It, oh, exactly though. Like it, it, the news came so sudden and now everybody of course is like kind of freaking out about a, a sequel for this film that we're talking about today mm. which i do it honestly is like the hardest thing for me to even fathom or even think of like I, of course i have some opinions because like you can't just like not think about it but also like i don't like thinking or or talking about it i guess but anyways yeah i i i, I i'm talking too much about it josiah get us the lowdown of the production of this film yeah, so let's let's backtrack a little bit with because uh, we're going to talk about the character of Black Panther who was invented invented he was invented he was created by Jack Lee <laughs> Jack oh my gosh Stan Lee and Jack Kirby I actually wrote my notes <laughs> yeah, I wrote invented by Jack Lee <laughs> I wrote my notes Jack Lee that's the problem the, here. It, sounds like, it sounds like the synopsis for a John Woo flick it's like he was invented by Jack Lee <laughs> in a basement in mid Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd watch that movie. We could talk about that in the next episode. But it was uh, Stanley and Jack after Kirby. Jack Lee after Jack Lee injected thirty cc's of vibranium into himself. He becomes <laughs> right. Uh, there's got to be a white. There's a white dove flying in somewhere in the sea <laughs> somewhere. That is a requirement in slow motion. White dove. Jack um, Lee <laughs> must must find must find the murderer of the of this or the murderer of, of this terrible crime. Heinous and we crime. Haven't, we haven't even mentioned Stan Kirby yet. So, but Stan yeah. Kirby. <laughs> I, I is, is, that, is that like Mario? Is like Mario and Luigi Mario? It's like it's like Kirby Kirby and then Stan Kirby. Never mind. Um, <laughs> So Fantastic Four number fifty two in uh, the the issue was delayed it d- uh, dated July nineteen sixty six and that was the cover date so that means it came out at least a few months before that because the month always told mm. you this is like the last month it should be on the newsstands that's how those worked and so uh, Black Panther the Black Panther Party formed in October of that year so it's kind of a weird coincidence in the same year you had mm. Black Panther Party and the Black Panther character not related it was just a coincidence that they both took oh, that wow. name. Yeah. Um, so even back but, even back then when they were going through all that, they still needed you know they they needed more heroes to look up to back then. It's in, you know it's about time finally. Yeah, no, right? totally. Yeah, that's this, exactly. And even in the, at the time in the '60s, um, if you look at comics, so he he was the first significant uh, uh, not even like there were a few black characters, but he was the first black superhero. Yeah. And, like, like he's really one. yeah legit exactly like and uh, he. Uh, shortly after there was a couple more characters like i believe um i forget his uh goliath came shortly after that who was like you know the other ant-man he's a black character and then it wasn't until like 1969 that then falcon came and then like in the early 70s there was more but it was even then there was still a stretch where it was like it was black panther like at least the only like real legit significant guy um and the real significant run for him in the comics was christopher priest and Mark Teixeira's uh, in the late 90s with the Marvel Knights imprint. And a lot of the stuff that ended up in the film came from there. There's like, it's really like a bit of 
very early stuff in the Avengers with his origin story and then that run that really influenced, at least I feel influenced the movie. We have to mention as well, in the mid-1990s, there was very close to being a Wesley Snipes version of this feature film. And oh. Wesley Snipes was attached. They 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 reached That's out to awesome. Mario Van Peebles. They reached out to John Singleton. And mm. John Singleton sounds awesome, but I read an interview with Wesley Snipes, and he said John Singleton kind of couldn't separate the Black Panther name from the, from the party. The, the, the party. So in his mind, it had to be civil rights related. And Wesley Snipes yeah. was like, no, this needs to be a movie about Africa. The the jewel mm. of Africa is kind of how he described it, like this this powerful secret nation of technology and this superhero yeah. like yes. he, john singleton wanted to go in a different direction and so that never happened there was like three different writers involved and i don't think mm. they ever really truly had a director attached it was always like wesley snipes and did they, ever, did they ever reach out to spike lee hopefully they didn't because i didn't want to see like a scene where like king t'challa is just sitting in a chair like staring at the camera thinking and it's like he's not even walking but he's supposed to be walking it's you know one of those spike lee-esque <laughs> scenes where it's like he's just supposed to be walking but it's like he looks like he's riding on a trolley or something yeah. and he's just moving i, I would not you know like, the, like, <laughs> like <laughs> totally i, I would watch a spike lee like like if they were like like one of those what ifs if if Spike Lee were to do like one of the oh my god I would watch that so many times. <laughs> but you're coming oh off my of god. like that's that's very possible because uh, Wesley Snipes was coming off of like Jungle Fever a few years before this, and that's one of like yeah, the big roles that cemented right. Wesley Snipes as yes. a real actor too. You know, yeah. sure yes. he he did all the action movies like uh, Passenger Fifty Seven, A Demolition Man, mm-hmm. and he did all those roles, but. You know, yeah, it's like so, you go back. Uh, he's a he's a theater train. actor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, money tra- yeah. Right. So the the trans the the trajectory. Now we view Wesley Snipes very differently to his sort of t- the tax evasion thing. But at the time, mm. he was like a huge star that couldn't get this movie off the ground because they just couldn't make superhero movies uh, fly. And it was with Columbia, which uh, you know was Sony, which then did Sp- Spider Man a few years later. So as to the yeah. movie that we're actually going to talk about, that's a bit of the history. A part of me is kind of happy that the Black Panther movie didn't happen because I love Blade so much. Like, what if we didn't yes. get Blade? No, and that's exactly. It. And the reason the Blade happened was because Black Panther didn't happen. Because so, okay, so yeah. like, he developed. He developed Maybe, I mean, the, granted, mm. Blade Trinity does exist. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately. like, still, we got yeah. two good, two good Blade movies. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Just, the third one was like, uh, I, I don't know. Am I the only one that? felt that way oh hell no it's so no, everyone felt that way yeah. like people oh, that made goodness. that movie felt that way like oh, david Lord, boyer yeah. the director felt that way yeah i think jessica beale even apologized publicly for it <laughs> she's just like I, triple I, h I, still hasn't apologized for it triple, <laughs> triple h still h. hasn't given any apology <laughs> no for way. that if i was triple h i wouldn't apologize to anybody for anything if they're just like <laughs> hey, you need to apologize he just flexes and i'll be like oh i'm so sorry never mind you were right i'm sorry like, yeah, exactly. Like, so, pedigree, pedigree, you're pedigree out. Somebody. I mean, <laughs> right. could you, oh gosh, could you imagine like going like the Stone Cold Steve Austin or Booker T and just be like, listen, you need to apologize. Like, no, who is the balls to do that to do, especially those two guys? Because God, oh, Booker T. <laughs> it's okay. Booker for Stone Cold, one of my for favorites. Stone Cold, be, for Stone Cold, it'll be a little bit easier, right? Because all you got to do is just take off one of his knee knee braces and just like, <laughs> ah, weakness. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. I'm gonna take off the other one. <laughs> Let's see you hit me with a stunner now. Hey, oh, but that's God. also the guy. That's also the guy that was like paralyzed and finished match against Owen Hart. So. Yes, I remember that. That's that. tougher true. than I could pretend to ever be. Ooh, that, yeah, that was so true. Because yeah, any other person would have been like, "Fuck this, I'm out," you know. Yes. But he stuck it through. 
I mean, and he won no, that match. No king- <laughs> he won the match, <laughs> but he was paralyzed. So the Black Panther, the Black Panther, the Black Panther. It was released on uh, February 16th, 2018, directed by Ryan Coogler, who is a USC alumnus like myself. And I was also going to mention he went to Cal State Sacramento, which is where Paul's from. I don't think Paul didn't go to that school. He went to Berkeley, I believe. But just, you know, there's some closeness by, you know, not really closeness, but, you know, pro, the, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever it is kind of thing. He, obviously, he directed Fruitvale Station, which is a brilliant film. Go check that out. Uh, Creed, and the best thing that that Love he did Creed. with Creed was he got Stallone a nomination for an Oscar, Oscar for that for one more time as Rocky, and he deserved that mm. Oscar nomination. And Stallone mm-hmm. is sometimes one of those guys who has all this talent and usually just shows up because money. But yes. that was one of those reminders that like, oh yeah, this guy when he's hungry can do something. He can great. still do it. He can still deliver. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, it was written by Coogler with Joe Robert Cole. Produced, of course, by Kevin Feige. It's a Marvel movie. Uh, the production mm-hmm. designer was Hannah, Han- Hannah Belcher, and the costume designer was Ruth Carter. I'm just mentioning those specifically like because there's other people in this production. But the costumes in the production design I felt was really significant because you have the constraints of a Marvel movie. So you have mm-hmm. a certain look you have to achieve. But yet this was like beyond that in its own thing. Like every yes. other Marvel movie looks the same by intention. And this is one where it, you know it's a Marvel movie, but yet it's it's better than that. It I didn't felt. feel like it. Yeah, it's, it almost felt like something that surpassed it, like superseded every other Marvel movie. Because you got to see, you got to see a a type of black culture that had never been seen before. Not only that, not well, not so much hadn't been seen before, but a type of elevated black culture that had never been seen before. You got, you know, it wasn't it wasn't something like, you know, like Damon Wayans in a cape like, "Hey, I'm Meteor Man. Let me get some chicken and waffles." Like it wasn't that dumb shit. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Shout out to Damon Wayans. I respect him and all, but come on. I'm sorry, man. This was like this was incredible to watch. Like I saw it in the theater and I've watched it so many times. It's just so it was phenomenal to see this level of advancement and stuff that they had and that no one else knew about. And they were just, yeah. And they, and they just, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Like right down to the soundtrack and everything was just like, man. Well, and and specifically those two names that I mentioned, both won Oscars for this film. Um, Ludwig Goranson also won Oscar for the score. It got nominated for, I think what is at least six Oscars, including eight. Yeah. Uh, you might you might be correct. I'm just going off the top of my head. <laughs> I know it won three, um, including because you know the sound stuff. Those those Oscars it got, which of course whatever. But it um, got nominated for best picture, first comic book movie to ever do that, which is just unprecedented. Obviously, it, Dark Knight didn't get the nomination because that was when it was still five mm. best picture nominees, and then they expanded it to. Yeah, I don't think it deserved up it to ten. Way. So, well, it would have got if there were. Here's the thing. It no, I know, I know. I know. Yeah, that's. Uh, Save that for the Dark Knight episode we'll do in like two and a half years. But, <laughs> uh, it made, uh, the budget was $200 million. It opened at $202 million. It set, it broke a, a Fandango pre-sales record. Mm, it broke yeah. a sales record on Fandango. In the U.S., it made $700 million. Worldwide, $1.3 billion this movie made. Um, and I was watching an interview uh, with uh, Kevin Feige and Ryan Coogler talking about it. And they said that, you know, they wanted to make a movie that when you when it starts out, it seems like it's intentionally black. And by the end of the movie, it's incidentally black. 
meaning that you're so caught up in this story that you're seeing that you're riveted by it, that this world consumes you, these characters consume you, and you're just all in there. And the biggest reason for that, aside, aside from Coogler, is Chadwick Boseman. And so, uh, again, uh, starring him, there's other people in this movie that we'll talk about, but I, you know, I usually list the lead cast, but I just want to sit here right now. We'll just say it stars Chadwick and uh, no one else. Mm-hmm. No, he definitely knocked it out of the park with that one. 42 reference because he was baseball. But anyway, <laughs> no, he, he um, did such an incredible <laughs> job with it. And, and the chemistry that he had which, with every single one of his, his co-actors was just amazing to watch like he's he, he genuine genuine love and weirdness yeah like they, oh there's so much and like we'll definitely talk about his performance and uh how he is the key to this film and um so with today like there's there's four points i actually want to talk about um and the first one i actually want to re- re- go back and talk about costume and world building and about this movie so watching this movie again so i actually watched this i think the day after uh so i watched this two months ago when we watched all the Marvel movies during the quarantine and then we watched it or sorry, three months ago. And then two months ago, once we heard about his death and then we watched it the next day or the, or the day after that. And then of course, again, for this one. Um, and I, I love fantasy. I love sci-fi. I love these worlds. I love watching movies where it is not our world or if it is, it is like completely different or it's in the future. It's in the past. It's in whatever. And I, I have to say that this is the best world building I have seen in a single film. Mm. Uh, not only not okay, not saying that this is the, my my favorite world because like you know uh, Tolkien was not a great person, but Middle Earth is just something my is my favorite world, my f- fictional world. But this one, I have never seen a movie in a fictional land or in a different established land of what's happening right now that is where I got this lost, where I felt so, all these weird, uh, different... I, basically, I, I felt like I was a tourist, I guess, in this world. Everybody, everybody was dressed so amazingly, and there was so much care and so much love. All There were so many different cultures coming together from the different tribes and stuff, and everybody... I, from like, the use of colors of, of, of what people's different... Uh, different roles and stuff like that. It just you understood everybody's placement in this country. You understood every. Uh, you understood what kind of beliefs and stuff like that by just looking at them and not hearing them. Um, you know, like the warriors, the tribe with 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 the shields and stuff like that, who are very you know to like the best friend who is is very uh, defensive. You know, and he's like, I want to defend my country and blah, 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 blah. I'm gonna, and I'm going to go with who is essentially who, who is stronger. Um, and who's also one of my favorite actors right now. And I, I want him to work way more um, to, you know, and, and, you know, there's in to the, with the other tribes. And then also M'Baku, who's just like my favorite character in the world. Um, <laughs> and um, this, that's one thing about this movie that rings true for me, where the combat, where like that cliff that like now is like established like it's whenever i think of a king that wants to be dethroned i think okay are we getting this cliff and like no matter what the movie is i'm just like it's not gonna it's not gonna work unless i see this cliff and like those and like where everybody's standing on the rocks and stuff like that and having their own (laughs) and and having their own chance and stuff like that i was like it's just it's that iconic and it's just created this whole new 
fictional experience for me. And yet it's supposed to still take place in our earth. And it's awesome. So anyways, I guess my question to you guys is, it's like with the, with the costumes, with the production designing, with the creation of this, of this country, this fictional country, like how does this stack up to other types of fiction that you have seen in film? Oh boy. It's, it's a hard comparison. It's it then now that you think of it, because yeah, I'm a huge sci-fi fan as well. I, you know, I love the Star Wars movies. I love um, Star Trek. I love shows like Altered Carbon, right? Um, the Blade Runner movies. I fell asleep through. It. Not that I didn't like them, but you know, that's another story. But this one is just it's it's a different type of it's a different type of tech, for lack of a better term. Because it's highly advanced, yet still very much organic. Yeah, that's a good way to put that's, it. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's it's just, it still it has a very earthy tone to it. You know what I mean? It almost seems where it's, it's, it was, obviously it was, you know, they have their science um, department and stuff like that. And they have their, you know, they have, they, they have, they have the stuff to make it happen. But at the same time, they still stuck with who they they were as people, who they were as a culture and stuff. And they didn't they didn't let the the technology aspect um overtake supersede, kind of? yeah overtake them. Instead, they worked in harmony with it. Yeah, right. If that's the best way I can put it. And it was so it's it's a very different one when you compare that to one where it's to a movie where it's this technological and there's no sign of green leaves or shrubbery anywhere <laughs> and even the dogs are shitting microchips and you know it's just it's you know it's it, well maybe not well, shitting microchips <laughs> I, mean, I, I will watch that movie like yeah. you know, it's like my dog ate my ipad but no it's just <laughs> i just i walk my dog tonight i'm like oh i gotta get a bag to get those microchips off of the in the house it's like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna kick hope, some dirt over it over the yeah. microchips i hope that hard drive's okay and i really need yeah, that one exactly. file. as soon as it comes out of their sphincter it's just all you hear bing, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> It's like, it's like an old dial-up <laughs> modem booting up when he goes. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was it, it just doesn't. I it's difficult for me mm-hmm. to compare or equate it with other films because I really do think it just it stands on its own. It yeah. really does feel like it stands on its own. And even that even that scene where they um were both uh um Deathbringer and um and uh, Black Panther were fighting. In the in at the at the bottom in that subterranean level, but it's just it's like that's like right in the earth, that's deep in the core, you know. And it was like, yeah, you you can't really compare or equate it to any other film. It just it really does stand alone. I, I think you said it right. Like it it is. It's just just so close to real to what our reality is. This this little earthy organic te- technological advancement to it. And so yeah. it's like it's not like out of reach. Where like Star Trek, you're like, oh my god, my arm's off. And they're like, oh wait. There you go. There's new there arms, right? <laughs> right. Like, they're not doing that. Like, like you know, like uh, Shuri. Shuri can do a lot, but she can't do like Star Trek healing. Exactly. You know, I wish. Almost. I hope we. I hope we. I hope we get to that level soon. I really yeah. hope we do. But yeah, even even the city, even the country of Wakanda in se- itself, the way the way they made it so they blended it with the Earth as well, with their with mm-hmm. their uh, surrounding habitat and stuff. It was like. It wasn't even detected on a radar. 
That's yeah. how deep it was. Like any sort of like they had highly advanced technology that was undetectable, <laughs> right? So <laughs> I mean, I don't know of any other sci-fi movie or TV series that have that's ever done that. Yes, yeah. I, I also love like whenever you fly into uh wakanda it's just like that one little shack and that one guy who just kind of lives on the outskirts who just protects it like yeah it's just i just love it i don't know why <laughs> like every time i see it i'm like i'm like that guy hits a pie is the best job and best life and best stories <laughs> yep <laughs> just people does, like, wait sure. yeah it's like wait don't take one step why oh uh that that dirt is just it's a little unstable just turn around and go that way <laughs> like <you're>, <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah there's lions, there's lions over there <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think jumping up, well, there'd probably be Panthers. I think jumping off of what uh, JP said, though, like it's hard <laughs> to compare it to other movies because there's two things you have. You have the constraints of it being a Marvel movie. So again, like yeah. I said, with the costume design, it has to have a certain connection to that that world, which is also why it's so successfully unique and its its success is so unique in terms of its uh, aesthetic. Is it has to look like a Marvel movie, but yet it has to look like its own thing. Because yeah. you kind of think about it, we, you know, we're we're uh, as like a Western culture, we view things the way we view them because of how we've seen things, right? The way we see buildings, the way we interact with nature, like it's different just for me how I interact with nature versus my wife, right? I grew up in the woods in Pennsylvania. Judy grew up in Southern California in Huntington Beach. So like, mm. if we're in the woods at night, I'm like whatever, and she's terrified just for you know that kind of difference. And so, so you're so, used to like real, you're used to real animals, and she's used to Southern California. So it's kind of like, yeah, she's used same. to like a possum in the <laughs> trash, and I'm like <laughs> like a, a grizzly bear on the hillside. So not a grizzly bear. There's no grizzly bears in Pennsylvania. But. Yeah. Um, we, we 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 call them people from Burbank. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah. just just just. I don't just even <laughs> To just where you come from is how you see it differently. So this movie, it was literally starting from okay, we can't we can't see this world from how they develop technology, how they built their buildings, how they do everything the way we've done it. We have to think mm. about how they would do it if they were they didn't have any of our influences culturally. You know, Shuri makes all those great like references to culture, like in American culture, like the the joke at the very end when she's like, When we went to California, I thought we'd go to Coachella or maybe Disneyland. <laughs> yep. But like she she gets those things, but yet that's like, you know, just a reference outside of like the way the world she lives in is different than ours. That's why mm. she understand how to relate to it. And it, it affects everything and 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 they they condense so much in it visually to to create that world. And I thought the way they did it really at the very beginning of the film was really smart because yes, it starts yes. with a very expositional kind of scene where it's like the history of Wakanda, and it's cool because a father is talking to the son, to his son, and you kind of assume it's T'Chaka to T'Challa, but it's not. Mm. You know, you learn that later that yeah. it's like you realize later rather that it's not. You just assume that it is. And Sterling K. Brown, like, if I could hire one person to read me a bedtime story, I probably would hire him. That guy's <laughs> voice is so, so great. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. He just, he just has this amazing. This, I, like, yeah, just, just sing me "Little Boy Blue." I don't care, or, uh, or not sing. Uh, t tell me "Little Boy Blue," and, and then, and then you can go, go on, go on with where, whatever you need to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> tonight, I, I, I read, tonight I read Penny the book. You are my cupcake, but I couldn't possibly do justice to what Sterling K. Brown would have done with it. We would have both been weeping at the end when we learned that you are yeah. my sticky little gumdrop. You are my cupcake. 
would have been here <laughs> with me. With me, it's like, eh, yeah, whatever. I'm gonna go to sleep now, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the beginning of that movie, right? You have uh, the 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 stuff like the, sort of the beads coming up out of the ground and the technology, right? That shows mm. you the history of Wakanda. And the cool thing is, you think it's just this cool visual sort of thing to like opening sequence that you might see to like just get exposition out of the way but it's really it's building character because of the father-son dynamic for both fathers and sons like a, a son without his father and a son that just at the film beginning of the film just lost his father and so you, that that it's important in terms of that dynamic and character but it's also important because it shows you the technology of wakanda because there's a little bit later just after that when they're going on that raid where the trucks are, and stuff are made out of the same stuff that showed us that scene earlier and he picks up one of the trucks and he like kind of like is they're tracking the movement so they can go get um uh what's lupita's character uh the name is oh, um, but um, oh, yeah, but they're going to, you know, retrieve her to because of, you know, the passing and even though she's on this mission like yeah. T'Chaka has died. So it's like you have to go get her, but like you see the technology and it's a way to like give us exposition for the story, give us character, mm. show us the technology, all of this jammed into one thing at the beginning of the film where you're like that's really smart because it, you don't even necessarily realize it, but you're you're getting all these visual cues and you like obviously you learn about the tribes and all those things that are going to be important for the plot later, but it's just condenses a lot really quickly and then once you go to wakanda because that's one thing i loved about this movie like my least favorite scene is and it's not a bad scene is when they're in the casino and stuff and it's really good because it's like a bond movie but oh, I, love that. I, love that scene I just want to go back to wakanda yeah like, that's, that's, that's what i mean by it like it's not that it's a bad scene when i say it's my least favorite scene i just i love that world so much that i want to be there like what kind of what yes. you said tyler but I want to like experience that world. It's like, I want yeah. uh, to go walk around there and I want to spend yeah. as much time as possible in that world. That's, and I yeah. think that's the achievement that they did. Cause there's a lot of times where you yeah. know, I might be impressed by a world in the movie, but Absolutely. rarely do I want to hang out there. Like Blade Runner, for yeah. example, amazing, but I don't want to live in, yeah, it's like, anywhere. why is it always raining there? Like, what the hell is going <laughs> it's on? Snowing right? in LA? What? Yeah. Yeah, the, rain, the, the raindrops like look like they're like three pounds each. Like they're just like a sludge more than it is like rain. Yeah. <laughs> Does the sun ever shine here? What's going on? Yeah, the sun know? doesn't shine. There's Vangeli's music's always playing, like wow. No, like, and, like, and, and that was the thing. When they announced Star Wars Land at Disneyland, I was like, you know, I don't care. I I want Wakanda. Like could I, 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 oh man, like I still have not gone to Star Wars land because I just don't care. But if they said Wakanda, I would have been like, oh man, I, I, I need, okay, we're getting a SoCal pass. Like, <laughs> I need to, I need to be in land. <laughs> I need, I need anything, whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, like, it, it is just such a good fictional land, but also, yeah, something that you, that you do love and you, they do such a great job for you to understand. Like I, like I said, they do a great job with the wardrobe with, um, and the look of it where you want more. And I mm -hmm. think that's why not only because of the film being so well-made, which we'll get into later. And also the acting is so good. This movie is so perfect because this is really, and people are yearning for a sequel because what we're saying people love wakanda people want to yes. know what the hell are the the adventures of wakanda and yes. especially with a lot of other things like nakia in the comics is a villain lupita nyango's character was a love interest and quickly becomes one of the 
best villains of Black Panther's Rogue uh, Rogue Gallery. And of mm. course, if now that now that you know Disney owns Marvel, I like if they don't put Storm somewhere because one thing Storm is my favorite Mar- uh, Marvel superhero and my queen. Like I, I want that man. I gotta have my my you know. I gotta have my storm Black Panther. Um, Just as long as they don't cast Beyonce. (laughs) I don't know. I heard heard rumors that they were like casting Beyonce for the next Black Panther movie. And I'm just like, really? Like, I mean, (laughs) nothing against, you know, nothing against her. She's great and stuff, but it's just like, I, 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 then I remember gold member and I'm just like, I don't want to hear just like, come on, sugar. What kind of (laughs) it? It's like, Oh God. (laughs) Stop! Just stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I did I, love though that the Angela Bassett's look because she was like the person forever that was like should have been storm, uh, should have been storm. She could still play storm. Yeah, I've ready. always said that. And in, in, in it, her hair, it, they had the white hair whenever like they're fleeing after the the fight with Killmonger, and she yeah. looks like I, I I assume it's intentional, but she looked exactly what she probably would look like as storm. And I Angela seen that like, Bassett oh damn, why couldn't any- we got that movie in like nineteen ninety? Three or five or whatever when she was making yeah. when Stella got her groove back instead. So, Angela can't Bassett. believe I just butchered um, um, Michael Michael B. Jordan's character by calling him Deathbringer. I think okay. I, I, I just, just let that slide. Just, just trying to be nice. Like, <laughs> I just call him Deathbringer. And it says his name is Killmonger. Fuck! I didn't want right. to be the guy who's like, "Hey, guest, you got it hey, wrong, buddy." Excuse me, sir, but let me tell. No, um, about, <laughs> I just I, completely butchered that. I'm yeah, sorry. It's, it's all good. I want to go back to An- uh, Angela Bassett and have on the record that uh, Angela Bassett can play anything in any wait, in anything. Wait, 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 and- wait, wait, wait. Who's Angela Bassett? Bassett. I said Bassett. I said Bassett. <laughs> Are I you sure? Basket. Okay, we'll see. I, okay. I, I, I'll take your word. I thought I heard basket too. I thought I heard a basket. No, I think I think I I think maybe my tongue did a weird thing. I think thing. when you no, repeated it, it came out basket. But you're she good. Can you're play, okay. She can play <laughs> anyone in anything, and she. Oh God, she's awesome. I uh, I love her to death. But um, I really like the character of Death Death Basket. Awesome Death character basket. in this movie. Death Basket, <laughs> great. Total show. I feel like that's a that's gonna be a fantastic four uh, <laughs> villain soon. Stan Lee probably tried that one in the early '60s. He just threw it. There were so many, yeah, random, yeah. The thing, the thing has been basketed. What are we gonna do? No, um, (laughs) it's a death basket. And so now, moving on from this whole fictional world that 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 people are yearning for more tales of whether whatever they're going to do in the sequel or how they're going to continue on now um we now are finding ourselves with royalty lineage and uh now with our characters with uh Chadwick Boseman playing T- uh, T'Challa Black Panther after the loss of his father played by the late other the other late John Connie I think that mm. thing is last name right uh as T'Chaka King T'Chaka that we lost in Captain America's Civil War yes uh, Horrible movie, but like again, black, and I've said this a thousand times before in every podcast. Black Panther is the only good part of Civil War, in my opinion, um, and mm. it's the only thing I cared about in that movie. And, um, and I, yeah, that includes Spider Man. I said it, and so <laughs> we 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 have a straight up, you know, royalty of who is on the throne next with with his younger sister of shuri uh who is also i think the lead 
was she, well, okay, I'm confused. I'm really confused with the with the end of the movie as well. Um, I I thought she was always the head of science. Um, and I know but, and he and, made her an ambassador, but like, wouldn't that also carry over because you're still a representative if you're a, a lead of something in a country? Or I, yeah. But before though, the difference is though before like she was just the head of like essentially think of it you're you're a researcher you're developing technologies mm. that's one thing now it's it's also you're going to be the face of disseminating and share, sharing mm. this technology that's okay, like a right. different yeah, expand, yeah, yeah. it's like essentially it's like expanding your role and that's Got what it. that meant that okay. she's going to be okay. doing more than just inventing yeah. stuff in her lab and she's going to be out there showing people how to you know do these things use this technology yes that kind of thing. yes. Like, I mean, she literally did that when she, like, walked over to the kids and, like, starts talking to them. She's like, I wouldn't touch that if I were you or something like that, she says. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. The t-shirt right is perfect. Um, but And then we have, of course, uh, Queen Ramonda as uh, played by Angela Bassett. And this is the the family of the, the royal family. And now we have come to find out that there was also a brother that was pretty much deceived by T'Chaka, but also was a traitor of some kind not really even a, but in the or in the story seen as a traitor um you know by by nojobo no, no sorry nojobu uh by sterling k brown who we see at the beginning what we're talking about that you hear at the beginning of the movie talking to his son which uh becomes killmonger or eric or yeah eric killmonger and so i, I think eric stevens then killmonger yeah. knows his mm-hmm. government nickname but yeah that not that that's significant but well one thing i love about this movie is basically how wakanda basically becomes divided so quickly and i i i guess with this like how do you guys feel about the whole killmonger versus t'challa relationship and where they stand and how they want to execute the future uh from the point of i guess at, at the beginning because of course T'Challa's mind changes at the end where he kind of sees I can't like he kind of sees parts of Killmonger's plan where he's just like okay I can't keep this in Wakanda this has to go out to the world and that's why like Killmonger still wins in the end in in some degree um, but yeah I mean how do you guys feel about kind of the two different, uh, the two mm-hmm. different worlds and experiences and their two different viewpoints um, I would say although yeah that is true um um uh T'Challa aka Black Panther did have that um that realization like yeah I have to share this knowledge with the rest of the world so that we can all evolve as a species and stuff right and that, and that and that's great I think it definitely differs though from um Killmonger's whole plan where Killmonger is just like I got this technology you fuck around and find out like that's basically what Killmonger was that was about. It was just like I got this technology, therefore I'm gonna put the hammer down now onto every single one of y'all who did me wrong, who did me dirty, and did my people dirty or whatever. And it's crazy right. how many how many people agreed with like online. Like it was this whole thing where everyone's like, I don't think Killmonger really did anything wrong. And I'm like, oh fuck, like, like what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, dude, all right. What are you doing? What are you saying? Like, there's like, a lot of people out there for blood. Like, dang, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. And I think it's tough, and that's why, like, why I'm asking this question is because, like, at first, T'Challa wants to keep everything in Wakanda. He agreed with how his father was. He's seen 
um, you know, hanging out with, you know, and, and he, he saw in Civil War what a lot of power can do, what a lot of technology could do. He wasn't, you know, exactly the biggest fan of what Iron Man kind of was stood for, even though he sided with him. Um, but like, that was the whole thing was like T'Challa was basically carrying on his father's his father's thoughts. Killmonger was what we were talking about revenge and essentially chaos. I mean, in, in a certain degree, basically saying this stuff is not just for Wakanda. You guys kicked my father and I out. So I'm taking what you have and giving it to everybody. It's kind of like a, a socialist terror, like terrorist or like the like. One of the first times of me seeing one, where it's just like, no, 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 this is this is ours now too. Um, but yeah, so like, how do you guys kind of feel about those two? Uh, maybe I I didn't explain the question, but yeah, sorry. Well, I'm not sure if I'm going to answer that what question you want, but what I'm what I'm feeling you're asking is uh. So first of all, I think what JP touched on is is important from uh, Civil War, right? In that movie, the like, and you talked about it too, Tyler. That the I like the movie significantly more than you, but I agree that the Black Panther is the best thing in that movie because he has the arc. He's the only character that has a real arc because everybody else stays in the same place except for him. In that movie, he is he when his father passes and you know he's killed by uh, uh, Zemo. He then wants revenge, but he won't. You know he wants. But then at the end, his he won't let vengeance consume him because he's watching everyone else be consumed by this seeking this vengeance and this justice. So I think that that's why when he goes back to Wakanda, he's a little bit softened. And then Killmonger comes in and Killmonger is completely driven by that vengeance. And it's, that's why they're the opposite. So it's like, he he can't listen to Killmonger because of almost because of that. It's like what Killmonger is saying is there's, there's, there's some degree of, of, of truth in it not necessarily good or his way of doing it. It's like that whole, you know, Professor X Magneto dynamic. They, they want the essentially and fundamentally the same thing, but the different ways of going about it. So you have this dichotomy of these two characters who can't exist. And, and the problem is they can't hear each other. They can't listen to each other because they're so extremely different. Like T'Challa would have good things to say to Killmonger about where he comes from because he was raised in this world. And 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 just like uh, Killmonger would have good things to say as an outsider, but I think the the power of the of the film is the dynamic of those two characters being so different because of the things they experience, the the tragedy uh, from for Killmonger as a child, and then that just festering in him, and then a, obviously a hard life in Oakland when he grew up like tough and everything was a challenge, and so he sees it as. T'Challa, everything was handed to him and he doesn't deserve it. He's not worthy of it. And he literally beats him and proves that he's better than him, at least in that sense, physically. But his, his plan was very wrong. But like the things he, that, that that Killmonger would say were very right. Like, I, I just remember watching the museum part and him talking about how it's all stolen artifacts and that no, that no, that they know and, and everything. It was very power, honestly, very powerful. And I was just like, yeah, he's totally fucking right. And then of course he starts killing everybody. And you're like, Oh, okay. Well, all right. Maybe <laughs> no, exactly. Cause you're like, yeah, it's like, he's not wrong, but then, Oh, he just murdered his own girlfriend. And, and, and yeah, you know, I mean, in that scene when he killed claw, because it's like, this is more important than that. And, yes. and the, it's like, okay, that guy is just so pushed over the edge by it that even when he's right, he can't be right anymore. Like, he, he's he's right, but he's not just. And that's the yes. problem. Yes. And, and, and yes. what you have, with, I think, with T'Challa, with his word, this is like a very Shakespearean Marvel movie, is T'Challa is wrong, yeah. but he's just. 
Yeah. You know, and there's there's a lot about where it talks about too, like uh, but I also think he's too just like I was saying like he cares way too much about what his father was be- uh, thought was best for Wakanda as opposed to seeing what was best for but Wakanda. But he, he's, he's saying what his father, what he's, he thought was father was best based on his father lying to him. That's yeah. the, the difference. And when he realizes his father lies, that's when the blinders can come off and say, okay, it's not just that. But at the same time, the value of the lessons that you know his father taught him because it, 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 there's a point when he talks to his father in the the land of his ancestors and his father says um a man who has prepared his children for his own death has failed as a father mm. and he says and then his father says you're a good man with a good heart but it's hard for a good man to be king and the mm. child like will prove it's like i okay. you can be a good man and a king but you have yes. to it's you have to be completely honest because yes. otherwise you will then I got fall up. into that corruption yeah. of that lie. Yeah. And it's so yes. powerful because, because it's, 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 it's that thing where the father, you, 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 you have two the father figures, right? Both of the fathers. Um, is it, what's, what's Killmonger's dad's name? Njoku? Uh, in uh, I thought it was, yeah. Njobu. Njobu. Mm-hmm. So Njobu in, uh, T'Chaka, right? These two, these two father figures that are, again, they basically believe the same thing and they love each other. You can see that in the scene where they confront each other. They love each other. And mm-hmm. yet they can't uh, like agree because they can't talk to each other. They can't communicate. Yeah, they can't and I think one of, the, yeah. Yeah, one of the things I love about the end of the movie is, and throughout the whole movie, the great thing about uh, the Black Panther's character is he doesn't really say that much. And he listens to other people. And then he mm. speaks, it means more. So he says something, yes. it's more powerful. And he, at the end of the movie, he's mostly listening to Killmonger talking and he's taking it in. And like, and he offers yes. to like that moment where he like offers to like, you know, like basically it's almost like Black Panther at this point is like, I want my cousin in my life. You're family. Yes. I don't want you. And, and he, and, but, but Killmonger is still so driven by that, that hatred that he can't let that go. Where, where yes. Black Panther could could sort of it's almost like uh, T'Challa was able to let go of his sort of self righteousness to accept mm-hmm. that I'll, my I'll enemy say, can, I can learn from my enemy. Yeah. You know. Yes. Can mm. I say the worst joke of all time? All right, go even, go for it. Even <laughs> with even with all those scars, the biggest one was in his heart. There we go. Worst yeah. Joke. But you see, the thing is, it's not a joke either. It's, it's true. true. It's 100 percent true. That's the thing. Um, it's it's that's the thing about it. <laughs> yeah, because you can see. Yeah, exactly what you were saying is like because Killmonger just has this tunnel vision where it was just it's either his way or or nothing else. Like that's it. It's just this is the way we're doing it, and that's it for sure. And it's true. Yeah, you're right. Like T'Challa was was a leader with an open mind and an open heart and open ears and stuff. And that's you know. Something that's needed. <laughs> that's definitely something that's needed, you know? Yeah, and I, I to- totally. Like, it was funny watching this movie, though, and seeing it as a reflection of, like, the state mm. of our nation as well. as like Wakanda as a stand-in. When, when they talk about the borders, and, and literally, mm. like, should they open the borders and help others? It's like, okay, that's been... I mean, like, that's powerful right there. You know, when you think about, you know, 500-plus kids that are separated from their parents and they have no idea where their parents are, that's that's hard stuff. That's real stuff. And the mm. movie can reflect that, you know, a couple of years ago, obviously it was still going on then, unfortunately, but 
Um, one of the things in the movie that visually that really reflects that is there's a scene once uh, Killmonger beats T'Challa mm. and he walks into the throne room in that shot where it's upside down and it rotates over slowly as he takes the throne and sits down and it's like the world has now been flipped upside down because I am in charge and I'm going to do it. And even the music oh, reflects yes. it. Because yeah. like when the, the, yes. the, T'Challa has like the theme that's that Black Panther theme. It's like the, the big epic score one and it's much more symphonic. And then Killmonger uh, yes. has that like sort of hip hop inspired theme. It's like more like down, like, you know, like not, I wouldn't want to say somber, but like less like. Yeah, just bombastic. dark, sinister. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it, and it's just know. like a like. And it's like one thing that we talked about the music a little bit, how uh, an Oscar for uh, Goran Ludvigsen, I think is his name. And the the, the music is another thing that helps build that world in those moments that really you feel it. It it, it creates this amazing tension. uh, Yeah. Yeah, that helps you divide and see the differences between these characters, which I think is like why it's such an like, there's so many things to talk about this movie, so many different angles, so many different questions I could ask you guys. But the thing is that this relationship and these and these whole ideologies between these two different characters of one being legacy lineage and um, essentially taking on this whole new role and then also knowing that he's a superhero as well with a guy who is just kind of like, I'm here to preserve my culture that was taken away from me. And yes. and like exactly what Jason had said, and also hurt everybody who did me wrong, and to prove that I come from something better, and I'm taking it away from them too. In the process, mm-hmm. like he's trying to hurt everybody equally, kind of like basically being like, "You guys banished me, so I'm gonna take over, take your, you take your toys, give it to them, so they can destroy and demolish each other too." And yes. like, it's, so it's like, and so it's like in the end, he's famishing everybody. And it's like, it's so scary to me with that. And we've seen movies and villains like this all the time, you know, like with this, the old, like, I, I hate the movie myself, but the Alan Rickman, like Robin Hood movie, where it's like, you know, Prince Charles is like this so evil and he's just like, oh, I'm famishing everybody, but I'm king. And it's like, yes. we well, yeah, have, you're the king of, you're, you know, you're, you're like you're king of trash, essentially. Like, you're like, yeah. and so, I don't know. I, I, that's why, like, their the differences uh, is is just a. It's they they have the best rivalry in any MCU movie, and I would say honestly, I think that Killmonger takes the best villain spot of any superhero film as well. And I, I don't know mm-hmm. how you guys feel about that, but like, I love Heath Ledger's Joker. I mean, I re I recently rewatched uh, Dark Knight and have some new thoughts mm-hmm. that, now that I haven't seen it in a few years. But um, yeah, I don't know. How do you guys feel? He's definitely up there. He's definitely up there for sure. I mean, it's it's just one of his own. It's just one. It's it's just, it's just stands alone. Like I said, it's not one of those ones where it's, it's not, um, when you look at it, it's like, not one of those villains where it's just like, okay, here we go. Another cookie cutter villain and stuff. I mean, one thing that's always great about the Marvel villains is that, both well actually both the heroes and the villains you're still able to see their vulnerability in a way right that that they're always they're always that's the one thing i love about marvel movies because it's like they're always showing the characters imperfections as well right and and with with death um death i almost called him deathbringer again i almost called him deathbringer son of a bitch you know what guys it's gonna be a long night it's gonna be a long (laughs) night <laughs> no, I it, with, with Killmonger's characters, it's like you can see 
It's like you, you had that moment where I mean, where you really did want to side with him, but at the same time, you're just like, okay, not really, sort of. So, see, he's de- I would say he's definitely up there with a lot of the other villains. I mean, there's some some villains where you were just like, no, I I don't fuck with this guy. <laughs> you know, no matter what, it's just like I I this person is just way too evil for words. I'm not no, right? And there's and there's just some where you're just like, yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can see that happening, yeah. you know, but yeah. And, and I, we, should, we should mention quickly, though, we haven't mentioned by name Michael B. Jordan, who played uh, Killmonger, just to credit yes. him for his amazing work. Because it really is, you know, I always think he's like, you know, he played, uh, he was the best thing in that Fantastic Four movie that wasn't any good as Johnny Storm. I loved him. Yeah. I wish that, that he yeah. could have been in a good movie. And it's kind of funny because like he's one of those guys who's like, oh man, there's probably some great Marvel superhero he could play, but he couldn't do it better than he could because he's that good. But you know, he did this mm. so perfectly well. I'm like, okay, forget that. Just you are this character. If, if you're ever yes. cast, if you're ever cast as Johnny Storm, like that's like a good omen. Like it's like kind of like the Oscar. <laughs> Once you win an Oscar, then like it's gonna be hard to bounce back from that. But but, mm-hmm. but uh, so far, if you're if you're Johnny Storm. You know, hey, like you're, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna be Killmonger, Captain America, <laughs> <laughs> right? But um, totally. you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan has been one of my favorite actors since. Um, but my, and Michael B. Jordan also in Fruitvale Station, real quick, yeah, as well. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. you know, connecting oh, it back yeah. to Ryan Coogler, just to the and director also who recently rumored to direct Creed Three. By the way, um, Ooh. yeah, I'm so excited. I love. I want. Mm. I want. I want Michael B. Jordan like to be like the top of Hollywood. Like he's just, he's just, he's just one of my favorite people and he's awesome. And also a uh, big Dragon Ball Z fan. So, I mean, yeah, the guy, yeah, the guy's perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I just think that he, he brings this, this whole character and no, yeah, he's just, a, he's just amazing. I mean, him, him and Chadwick Boseman are both just such strong actors and, are able to play opposite of each other and it it's so tense when they're in the same room together you know no matter what it's so tense and it's hard because you have one person who like we were saying he wants to listen and he wants to be a good leader and another person who just doesn't care doesn't want any anything of it and you're just saying yes you know it's like it, it's like being in the room when you're like four years old and your your mom comes in and she's just like well i just heard something to your dad and you're just and it's just like and your dad's just like what what's this fight you know like one parent is completely confused and the other one's pissed off it's kind of like seeing that but like in every single scene <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, no, my daddy's not fighting. Um, no. Um, anyway, so I, I that's gonna bring uh bring me over to my next question, which is gonna go back to the whole culture and uh with the remaining cast and the different tribes and the whole thing about why this movie is so moving and why it's so relatable is basically different people from different places from different uh beliefs and everything where you have you know the the people with the bears and the people it's just it's just god the people, everything the people from chicago yeah the people from, from chicago the yeah. with the bears yeah, <laughs> um, bears. yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> from from the chicago of africa i'm just kidding <laughs> no uh, <laughs> but um, like 
Anyway, I, I, I love, I just, I can't Sorry, stop. My bad, my bad joke derailed you. I apologize. It's all, <laughs> I, I, Usually your bad jokes derail me. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's it's, totally it's, we, we take turns derailing each other with oh, bad jokes around and, here. And that's what podcasting <laughs> is all about. But exactly. no, I, 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 I feel like with, with, with this movie, one of the strongest things um, about this movie is essentially just all the side characters as well. Yes, you have two amazing, perfect main characters, but you have all these other characters to essentially bring out this insane story. Because if you put, I, I try to write down the Black Panther plot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this th- this is a really crazy plot. So many things happening, and it strangely works. And I don't know why. Well, I, I know why. He's Ryan Coogler is an amazing director, and I I want him to direct everything. Um, and yeah, I don't even know what my question is. Is thoughts. <laughs> what do you i mean i don't know what, what what do you think jason what resonates the most with you in this war in this whole world in this movie oh geez in this movie just just the harmony of it all it's just you know just like just the fact that how can i put it um in for for the most part in the and i mean not obviously there there was had some conflicts here and there and stuff like that but the way they all eventually came together at the end. I mean, not all. I mean, obviously, you know, Killmonger had his side and stuff. Um, Mbaku had his thing, but even he came through as well at the end at that last battle when it was just like, okay, now we're all joining you to, you know, cause we're, we've got to stop this from happening. Just, it, it was just nice to see just so much harmony in one movie. It just, it just, you know, it, it just, it just. That bromance was strong, man. Yeah, and you know, and and it, and also felt the bromance, exactly the bromance, but the also the the fact that there was no, it just it was devoid of any and all like, I mean, stereotypes. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously it showed the culture and everything like that, but it wasn't in a stereotypical way. You know, it, it was it was actually really really refreshing and stuff, and it was in you know they they showed. And like you said, like you said earlier, it made you want to find out more about this new world. It made you really want to, it, it, it glued you to your seat. Like it didn't, I did not take one break from watching that movie. I remember just, I was, I was zoned right in, you know, and it, it just, it just held my attention for the full time of the movie. There was no, there was no downtime. There was no filler. It just it felt right, you know, and, you know, and obviously, you know, as a, as an aspiring artist and stuff like that, it, it gave, it was inspiring to watch me. Cause like, Holy shit, something like that could be me, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was one of those things where it's just like, it, it was just, it was, it was a breath of fresh air in my opinion. Um, yeah. When, when, when you were watching the movie and you kind of saw this different representation on completely different cultures, that is not, it, 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 we don't see it like you said before we just don't see it in film and if we do they barely touch in on it because they're just like oh well will the will the broad audience you know care and where this movie is just like oh we're going to make you care and i love yes. it and i like i so uh, yeah I, how, how does that i mean uh, how did that kind of work with you i mean like god even that even mbaku's throne room was mm-hmm. just like like just chills down my spine it was gorgeous and beautiful and i wanted to know every single like what every single carving on that wooden mint 
Like, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Exactly. exactly. If like if, if if that were a video game, I would just like walk up to the wall and then go down another tunnel. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. It's like okay, it I don't want like to talk to Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk to Ibaku <laughs> yet because I don't want to trigger the story so I can explore yeah. the rest of the throne room. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. You, you have a cutscene and they're just like, "Hero, you need to go over here because we're about to be attacked. You must come right at once." And you're like, "Okay, wait one it's second. Like, God you damn go, it, another side mission. Yeah. Come on." Yeah. <laughs> and then you just do it, man, and just wait around. They're like, they're like, hero, are you coming? Oh, yeah, 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 give me, give me a fucking second. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> let me upgrade my character a little bit. Hang on, y'all. <laughs> let me lo- take it up to a level thirty-six here. Come on. Yeah, uh, there's a writing in my journal. Oh, can I please read this shit? Like, um, <laughs> I gotta no, hit the but, options button. Okay. Yeah, I mean, how did that hit you in the movie theater, man? Like, God, like God, this movie. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. I, I, and it was definitely. Yeah, it was done right. I mean, just like you said, it was it was like, no, you're going to listen. We're going to tell you what we're about. And that's it. You know what I mean? It was just like, we're not going to force it on you, but we are going to let you know that this is what we are. This is what this movie is about. This is what these people are about, what this world is about. Right. And yeah, that was yeah, it it, it was it was done in a in, in a in a perfect way, I think. Um, it felt good to me. I was definitely, I was highly intrigued about the whole thing. Um, oh, whether or not there's going to be a sequel, I don't know, but you know what, for, for that, oh, for that to. moment. Hmm? Yeah, they have to, there has to be a sequel. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know how they're going to go with this. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know what they're going to do. talk about that at the end, but yeah. Oh man. But yeah, uh, sort of, sort of backtracking a little bit, uh, sort of still wrapping my way around this question kind of to what Tyler initially asked though. I think the way Yeah, no, no, totally fine. Uh why it works is first of all, the story is essentially Hamlet. You know, you have a king and an, uh like there's a the, the king dies and the new king takes over and then a usurper comes in. That's Hamlet, right? Yeah. And exactly. and there's these di- family dynamics and it that's why it fundamentally works. It's like, okay, you go to the well of great storytellers in Shakespeare. There's things that have been done in Shakespeare that are constantly done because they work as stories. But yeah. then, uh, like with all the things you talked about with the world building, and one of the things that Tyler t- got, got to was all the secondary characters, um, and especially the strong female characters, really yeah. are impressive. But it, it, it's kind of that one of those things, like I, I mentioned the thing where uh, Ryan Coogler and Kevin uh, Feige were talking about how it's like a movie that starts out intentionally black and becomes in- in, uh, incidentally black. You know, it just it happens to be it by the end of it. And it's the same thing with the female characters. You know, when you see them, it's like, oh, that's a woman. But then as you watch the movie, it's just a, a person with with uh, emotions and struggles and power and strength and weakness and, and passion and uh, like just like anybody else. And those characters really, like you said, those secondary characters really help elevate the movie because as great as Chadwick Boseman is, you don't necessarily want to watch him for every minute of a two-hour movie. So you have these great secondary characters who can fill in those little gaps and really add things to it, but also using them to illuminate his character and propel this singular story forward. And then, yes, you know, I think one thing that's 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 also not insignificant is, uh, and oh, uh, before I get to the next thing, is also then at the end battle, it's really cool because everybody has something to do, like everybody, and a unique thing to do that's like unique to their skill set, and it's like very strategic. And and a lot of times in comic book movies, and there's like a big battle at the end, it's just like a whole lot of nonsense. Like as much as I love Avengers Endgame, and I love the moment when the the all the females stand there together. Yes. Then that's it. It's like, what was the point? It was really cool, but it's not paid off. 
truly. You know, they don't yes. like too many. It's just like, let's stand together, which is cool, but it doesn't pay off here. It like pays off very specifically. And, um, but one of the really important things is you have a bunch of people in this movie that's just a great movie that's unbelievably well acted, performed, right? Every, on every single level is just great. And no one, I mean, one guy looks like me. And it's so the funny thing is I looked at the poster for this a long time ago and I'm like, I saw it and I'm like, oh, Morgan Freeman. I didn't realize he, I missed him. Like I saw it like after the fact. And it was Martin Freeman who plays Everett Ross, who's like the one like, you know, like some, like white dude of significance in this oh, movie. Oh, you saw the name. I thought yeah, you were I saw the that, name. That no, and I saw Freeman the name. Like I saw, Morgan Freeman. No, 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 I, no like, I saw the name yeah, and I'm like. He made any glasses. <laughs> no, exactly. I saw the name and I just, you know, read it quickly and I'm like, I didn't realize Morgan Freeman was in this. And like, that was my thing. I'm like, oh, it's Martin Freeman, you idiot. Like a second later, it caught up with me. But that's, that's, um, and really his role in this movie is it's, it's, it's almost incidental that he's white. It's just that he's the tie to the Marvel universe. That's really what it is. It's like, okay, you were in the other Marvel oh, movie. Yeah, we need you to, right. to remind everybody that this is part of the Marvel universe here. And you know, that that's why you're here. And, and, but then they still give him something to do within that. It's not just like, uh, generic, like you, you could, like, this is one of the few Marvel movies that you could absolutely watch without having seen anything else. Yeah, like, it stands on its own really well, and not all Marvel movies do. Uh, most of them don't, particularly the sequels don't. Like sometimes the first ones do, but particularly the sequels really don't. But this one really strongly stands on its own. I think that's by the power power of it. That's why it did so well too. You know, like we're talking about. Um, I think you know it made like one point three billion dollars, right? That tells you that it's not just people of color going to see it. Sure, those people went, but it's people that uh, like me that that want to see something different. You know what I mean? Like they don't necessarily like, that's necessarily like, Oh, it has to be a movie with a certain type of racial cast. But like, even like the movie crazy rich Asians is another example. I, I didn't care for that movie, but it's not, it's not for me, but it's just a good movie of that genre that is, happens to be Asian. That's and it's kind of a similar uh, thing with this movie. It's like, just make a good movie. And then whatever the context and the setting, the people should look like they should look like. And yes. I think that's that's the point. And I think this movie just executed that perfectly because you have a movie set in, you know, the heart of Africa. It's going to look like this. And, and they, they pulled it off really well. And kind of the next sort of part of my rambling is the real cool significance of it for me. I've mentioned this when we did the Black Lives Matter episode. Like I have a nephew who is I have a niece who is, uh, is adopted from Ethiopia. And I have a sister-in-law, a, a different to a different brother. My sister-in-law is from uh, Gabon in Africa, and so my nephew is not just uh, you know part black; he is part African, and uh, and my niece as well. But I, and, uh, you know, he like for me being such a comic book fan, like it's it's important that he has a Black Panther, that he has a Black mm. Panther in in comics that he has a black panther in cinema for me to know that he has someone like i've always had i've always been a spider-man guy i've always had spider-man and he takes off that mask he's a white dude that looks like me and you know i i'm glad that he has that too and that's yes. part of why that tragedy of chadwick boseman's passing is so like heavy for like there's a there's a and ton of kids so and then the, the my other my other connection with it is my nephew my other nephew who is white as white can be he is blonde blue eyes white kid to my other brother and i made him uh, i make collages out of comic books right just for a hobby and i made him one it was spider-man because that's my favorite character when he gets it he says can you make me another one 
I want Black Panther. He's my favorite superhero. Mm. And like that really <laughs> impacted me a lot when I thought that yeah. that little kid, that little super white little kid. Your response is, no, he's mine. Sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm keeping that one. But, you know, that was like where it was really cool, where it was like, okay, it's, it's, it can transcend sort of what we conceive it to be, too. You know, we always have these, like, representation is important, but I think that's where that level, it transcends that need for representation. It's just like, sure, we need to show people because there's people that look different out there. But when my super white nephew, asked for the Black Panther character when I gave him a Spider-Man thinking, oh, he's going to love Spider-Man. That was like, oh, okay, wow. That's why this matters. Mm, That he can look at that, you know, he's like six years old and he can grow up and his favorite superhero from day one is Black Panther. That is important too. So, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm weird. I hate history. I just don't, I, I feel in my mind that history is full of, idiots who are wrong and it's for the future for us to know what's right and to be better and so like i hate i hate reflecting on the past i will say this is the only movie i have ever seen that made me want to look into the past and learn more about the history because again this movie is laced with um laced with not only like you know parts of you know history of africa in certain parts especially with some dialogue and especially when in the um when when T'Challa's sitting on the throne and they're talking about current affairs, like it, it's very impactful and it's it's really awesome if you listen and know what they're saying. But I started like l- learning more about um, a- African folk, folk folklore, um, like the generic ones, the ones that kind of like that, that that travel through all, a lot of the different um, regions and, and, and countries that, of course, are always changed. You know, here and there, it's kind of like a lot of our own stuff out here in america and it's like it's but i love i i, I kind of dove into it and just started learning like all the stuff and uh, i've got to say like like because of this movie it's so inspiring like i i love like african um um like lore but like they're um it's because whenever i think of old like like horror why, why can't i think of it uh not tall tales like what's what's a what's a horror version of a tall tale what are they called not fable like it's stuff that you say like in the campfire and stuff like that like old folklore like, you know, like no yeah like, uh... like evil fo- anyways I'll, let's call it evil folklore because like evil folklore there's there's a great there's some great evil folklore about death basket that you guys should check yeah, out yeah <laughs> but like i i love i love like because i have always loved like japanese evil like yeah like evil folklore of like you know like the old like, you know like the old painting ladies and stuff like that and like and uh and ghost ghost stories and stuff like that africa has probably some of the coolest ones in the world and i never and that that i love reading and knowing about today and there is one actually about uh, a woman who made baskets who passed away and would basically travel and, and ca- capture people in baskets. And it's really cool. It's actually real. That is a real absolute evil fable in, in Africa. And I would have known any of this stuff because, because this movie um, made me want, want to get into it. I don't even care about American folklore at all because it's like Sasquatch. And you're like, okay, and I'm done for today because I'm not, I'm not diving into that shitty rabbit hole. Uh, Sorry, sorry. Uh, Shaded America, I guess. I don't know too too soon. Um. Anyway, so um, <laughs> yeah, this movie's so impactful. Like everything. Yes. A- about this movie, like I-, I wanted to know more about about Africa more than and I've never felt from any other film before, and that's just something I I, I want to kind of touch on. Um. The last thing I want to talk about, I guess. Oh, did anybody else have anything else to say? I'm so sorry. 
No, no worries. Those... We're good. We're on track, man. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so the, my last quick question for you guys to, uh, today is uh, essentially we have a strong cast, strong characters, strong world now, and that we do want more of. We have, you know, Nakia, and then um, okay, oh, uh, oh, oh, okay, oh, okay, okay, Okoyu? Is that how you say it? I thought it was Okoye. Ah, oh, she's awesome. I, like, if, I, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. So. <laughs> in in Shuri, who is now out out in the world, where what what do you kind of want to see in the sequel of this film? Like, I don't, you know, now that we've lost our king, our T'Challa, you know, it it's 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 crazy because never has there been a movie where I've like I've always wanted a sequel, but I've never like been like yearning for one and i think black panther not only made me yearn for history but it learned but it made me yearn for a future and which unlike any other film ever has done uh now like i, I even even wa- after watching avengers i never was just like oh god like i need this next movie i i, I, yeah. I, I avengers was just like oh i'm done i'm spent oh whatever comes <laughs> comes Oh God! I need a towel. And... <laughs> exactly, and I just <laughs> yeah. I need, a t- I need a towel in a bathroom, please. Yeah, I need I need I need, I need a priest. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> um, and but like this movie, I was just like, that's it. Like I, I I just watched this epic, this perfect finale of a film where of of Killmonger dying, watching the sunset, and then and like it was just this perfect ending. And I was still just like, that's it? No, you can't be. No, like I, I want I want more now. You want like, more, yeah. Like 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 what get, what the hell? Um <laughs> and this this movie, like I I it, it's I don't know how so is what do you guys expect? What do you guys want? Like I had I did you guys know. feel the, did you guys feel the same? Like that you Yeah, just, I definitely want a sequel for sure. I I just don't I'm not sure where they're gonna go which direction they're gonna go. Um I've n- <sighs> it's cause like I said, the the whole I mean losing Chadwick Bozeman was just so Do you think he's replaceable? I don't know. I I mean I it's like it's it's almost it's almost like Heath Ledger in a way because it's just like they tried with like Jared Leto a Joker and it's just like eh, no let's never do that again and it was just you know I mean he, I'm sorry Heath Ledger knocked it out of the park and when I think about Chadwick Boseman now it's like how do you do it like what direction do you go like how are they gonna I mean do they do a prequel like but and again they they can't do a prequel anyway i mean it's just i mean i do want to see how it merges with the rest of the world i do want to see you know because that because that was one of the uh the, the scenes after the credits right like during the credits where they were actually revealing themselves and revealing their their stuff they were starting to reveal all their tech to the rest of the world they were starting to open up so i do definitely want to see how that all pans out right i mean obviously there's going to be some who try to take it into the you know there's going to be some who the power falls into the wrong hands or whatever like that but it's you know but at the same time i i just want to know how, I, yeah i want to i want to see how that's gonna they're gonna make that happen i really do as for um geez i i just can't stop thinking about you know like how do we re- who do who do we make the next Black Panther, if that's even possible, or do they do they find a way to maybe pass down the power 
to his sister, maybe, maybe to his um to his to his love. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with it. I really <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, like uh, uh, before I jump on that, just going back to what JP said about the the technology part, you know, when they are sort of intro- you're going to they're going to start introducing it to the world. I think uh from a Marvel universe kind of thing, that that's one cool aspect because uh there's a technology void with uh Tony Stark dead. So you need like your technology guru and obviously you have you have a character that can now do that now. So it's kind of a, a kind of fitting um the rights for the Fantastic Four aside, because they probably didn't quite have that in the forefront when they planned this out. But I think that's cool that you have the, you know, and I've even heard like, you know, the, it was even maybe the Russos are like, well, who's the smartest person in the Marvel universe? And they're like, Oh, it's Shuri. Mm. It's her. She's the, she's the smartest one. She's smarter than Tony. Like (laughs) that was the kind (laughs) of thing. Um, But uh, in terms of what you do, like, you know, I approach when I, even when I think about these movies, we always talk about, you know, I, I'm a writer, so I approach it as a writer. And when I think about this, I, I can't even like get my head around it. And all I can think is I do not envy anyone that has to then do whatever it is they do. Because I feel like almost like no matter what you do feels like the wrong decision. Because you mm-hmm. got to go forward. You're going to go forward. You're going to make more movies that are Black Panther, whatever that looks like. Because $1.3 billion. It's, you well, know, it's, that, it's like show it's must like, go on. That's yes. the other thing. Like, like uh, somebody brought up to me was just like, just because Chadwick's gone, like there are kids who want Black Panther still, and there are and yeah. there are there are kids who are impacted by Black Panther that need Black Panther. Yes, it sucks, and it's like it's gonna be hard, of course, to to be like, hey, he's no longer around because, or he looks different because of of this. But it's like T'Challa has become a symbol for so many, and and yeah, exactly. And no, yeah. like I, like when I talked about my nephew, right? That's that's a little kid. He's six. He he doesn't understand. You know, uh, I'm from Pennsylvania where he lives, and I live in uh, Southern California now. And he doesn't get why I can't just come over and visit. He's not going to grasp that yeah. that person that played that part is dead. You know what I mean? Yes. Like he for him, it's easier to grasp that they look different, but it's still the Black Panther. Yes. You know what I mean? God. And not that that's the way to go, and I wouldn't even begin to speculate, but just from that perspective, it's different. And like, I think that the people that are making these decisions have to weigh all these things. And it's Good so thing, much. I'm, and- I'm so happy I'm not like an uncle or anything like that. Or like, I, like, luckily, I don't have kids and hopefully never will. And like, I, ne- I don't have to like explain mm-hmm. to him as to why he's, he's gone because I, I, I can go all the time and talk about all these other actors who passed away, but once they're just like, why does Black Panther look different? I go, okay, wait one second. Okay, a little shit. Like, okay. Wait one second. All right, <laughs> so, one second. Well, t- today, yeah, for just, example, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's, as, 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 as we record this, it's, it's, it's still like Halloween time, and even though it'll release yeah. uh, you know, after that. And uh, my wife, Judy, was trying to explain to my daughter today, who is not quite four years old, what a tombstone is. And like she couldn't oh, find a way to like say it's like oh that's where people are like buried when they're dead like it's like how do you because Penny's like well what is that for because yeah. she loves yeah. Halloween and she loves the decorations like what is that for because you know a vampire is like ah oh, it's just a monster that's made it's like but what's a tomb yes. that explain to a kid a tombstone yeah. now exactly and Judy's I'm... like trying to like come up with words and then she's like and I'm like well that's worse and she's like well what do you have I'm like I have nothing better than that. You know, which yeah. kind of reflects yeah, I, on I, I, what to do with this movie. Like, whatever solution is like, I'm going to have nothing better because it's such a hard yeah. thing. Because it's it's where you know, again, this is art and commerce. Films are art and commerce in their at their finest, I think. Uh, and yet, 
it's real life too, man. Cause these are people that make these things. They're people yeah. that write them, people that direct them, people that design those sets, tons and tons and tons of more people like, you know, those below the line people that build those sets that, that do all the CGI, you know, the reason that these, these movie credits are nine hours long and we have to wait forever to get to the end post credit sequence is because all those people that just trucking away that, you know, aren't making that much money, just making a living doing the special effects and whatnot and catering and all these other jobs that are just real jobs in, in Hollywood or in Atlanta, probably where they film a lot of these Marvel movies these days. Uh, But they, that's where it's like, you think about it. It's like, you know, someone that worked on the movies just is just past is dead. That's yeah. Where real life really comes it's in in a even, hard way. It wasn't even just some, like, you know, it's just somebody on the movie. It was just like a king, like, like, and like, who just he just became a king in just like real life. Like, honestly, if they were to be like leaders of the world, you know, like, it, you know, I'm I'm not gonna say ours, but you know, we have like this person from Germany and like all these other countries, and then Chadwick Boseman of Hollywood. Like, I would be like, yep, he's he's my he's my he's up there. He's a world <laughs> leader to me. Um, yes. And like, like I said, like, yeah, it's just like sa- explaining how Santa Claus isn't real now is like a cakewalk. It's like a brush off the shoulder. You're like, oh, yeah, Santa- he's not real because I lied to you. Uh, Black Panthers look like that because uh, I'm dead inside and I don't I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> just, just, go, just go over there and play with your Legos. Uh, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. Daddy needs to down a half bottle of Jim Beam and I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, um, anyway, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, don't be sorry. But yeah, I I don't want Shuri to be Black Panther, not because I don't think she deserves it, because if anything, she does deserve it. It's just they set her up for this awesome role. She has this awesome role and I want to see her live it through. Like That's I want true. I want to see her be this badass scientist just telling it. I want to see that scene of like her and Hank Pym and if Reed Richards comes in and they're just like, "Yeah, we're going to be doing the smart shit." And she's just like, "Oh, you think that's smart? Absolutely fucking not." She's like, "Yeah, exactly." And like I want <laughs> yes. I, I want those scenes of her being strong because like fighting crime is not strength. Being diplomatic and finding other alternatives and being uh, and like and and something that we learned from Black Panther is just like growing and finding another way is is best and like you know all the fighting with Killmonger kind of like what but you know you you both were saying earlier was like we were talking about the dynamic between the two it's like if they had just listened to each other just if if Killmonger was just a little bit more open minded and was just like and was there to just talk to to T'Challa as opposed to dethrone him and then just take over and essentially hurt himself more than anything. Like, you know, he weakened himself in the process. Like, Letitia uh, writes, you know, Shuri would essentially be this, like, in my opinion, the absolute strongest person in the MCU being this ambassador of science and, pay, and being the sole person to pave uh, the world into a new age of technology, science, uh, technology, medicine, and peacefulness. Mm. And and to me, her being in a suit and fighting people now is like that. I'm sorry, but Black Panther is not. It, it, she's it's beneath her now. I yeah. feel like the role of Black Panther is beneath Shuri. Shuri is the future. Black Panther is the is the justice and um the is is a justice and um 
not a mascot. That's totally wrong because no. the king, because the king is still the ruler. But like, but maybe like he, a catalyst, maybe. Yeah, that's that's yeah. perfect. You are totally you know right. I mean? Black Panther is a catalyst. She is the future. She is what like, and like I said, I just think that that being in the suit would be so beneath her. I would be very yeah. inter- interested in seeing seeing Nakia take the role, and then you see her turn evil. And she slowly becomes mm. kind of like Killmonger, and so then it becomes Wakanda versus its king. Ooh, like you know, I, as opposed to them divided, it's just like oh, sh-. it's like oh no, the king is evil, and like not, and Nakia becomes this awesome villain as she is in the comics. So I don't know. Oh, I would see, but, right. but I, I honestly think the best thing <laughs> to do is to recast, give these children that finally like you know and that's the thing is like I, i've heard it say, so yeah, many times the people just be like this like i mean like e- e- oh, oh my god the statuses of seeing the raya and the emerald dragon on my facebook wall people being like this character looks like me and she's amazing i have so many um i have so many uh asian friends from you know uh, south south pacific right this is the south pacific part of asia and they're just like i finally get like a disney princess that You know, just that part of Asia, there everybody yeah. is just like, oh, we have Mulan. It's like, well, no, she's nothing like me. Like, like, like that's like us. Com- you know, it's like me being compared to somebody from South South America. It's like completely different cultures, completely different languages, completely different everything. Like almost Absolutely. everything. The only thing that that probably like you know that that keeps us together are memes at this point. Like we have nothing else in common. <laughs> and like, and so, <laughs> and like that's the thing with Black Panther is like I have so many friends who is just sparked in their kids or like people that or kids that they know and it's just black panther is just it's so t'challa is so important and i think still like one of the most important figures in film um yeah and, and is driving hopefully you know hollywood into becoming more diverse and rep- you know and representative of, of of different things because i'm tired of seeing the same thing like i just be, i'll just be straight i'm so tired of white stories i'm so fucking tired of it <laughs> um i'm so tired of seeing movies with white saviors and bull- all this all this other bullshit and exploitation right. I, I want a movie with heart and i want a movie with different cultures and finally seeing something that makes people happy to go see a movie and and yes. feel powerful and empowered that's what i want and that's why like i love for sure Creed. but yeah anyway regardless of what they do like i think that for me what the from a sort of a fan perspective where i'm just saddest is that i you know as a viewer as a fan of the comics and a fan of the chadwick boseman i just so badly wanted to see him leading the avengers yeah i wanted to see that too you know and they set it up with in the most beautiful moment when he you know he's there's a reason that chadwick and as black panther is the first person you see even and even though you hear falcon first first person you see come through those portals in endgame is him it's that's the moment where he's, you know, he's the next, he's the future leader, you know? Yeah. And that's what I wanted to see, the 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 different version of the Avengers, because I think uh, Captain America's character is kind of one who leads because he has to. He's not necessarily a great leader, but yeah. he tries to be a great leader. Right. He's like, well, he's like, well, you thawed me out. I might as well. Yeah. Black Panther, <laughs> but yeah, but and it's the same. Like, but Black Panther is a great leader because he's a great leader. 
He leads yeah. because, or I should say, he leads because he's a great leader. That's the nature of his character. He doesn't deserve the, the Avengers. The Avengers deserve, wait, deserve, no, wait, yeah, the Avengers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, the Avengers doesn't deserve him. He deserves, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say that he's way better than the Avengers is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's uh, late. It is. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's what I think I, uh, the, that I, you know, I'm like sort of uh, uh, the grieving fan in me, you know, just that I would want to see him fulfill that. But just for the perspective of the bigger things than all of us, I want to see somebody do that. You know, and I guess it, it's, it's unfortunate and it's tragic and it's sad that it can't be Chadwick Boseman, but I want to see the Black Panther lead the Avengers. Yeah. Still. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm at, you know, and it's like it's got to be someone else. I don't you know, want, yeah, like, like I don't, I don't want, want any, to be, but and, 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 I feel, and, I, and I feel bad for that actor because you know every no matter who it is, no matter what they do, it's like what 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 Chadwick could have done. Oh, like is, yes, you know, exactly. They're always they're always going to have that. Um, they're always going to be in that position of okay, now you've got some big shoes to fill. What mm-hmm. can you do with this now? Like this yeah. is the bar. Can you can you raise the bar? Because if not, we don't want to hear about it. That's that's almost no totally. The they're that's, in now, and it's like almost unfair. So, and you just have to have someone who uh, can just say, "I don't care," and uh, just go at it, and you know, just be fearless. If they cast Jared Leto, I'm fucking out. I'm walking out of the theater. I'm like Jared Leto as King T'Challa. I'm like fuck Hollywood. This is bullshit. You know what I mean? I'm I'm pretty sure Scarlett Johansson's got. The, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. No, I'm joking. That was a, <laughs> that was that was a really mess. Okay, no. Um, I uh, <laughs> I don't even think that qualifies as a joke. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I've always been of the mind where, where especially when with these um with stuff like this, where as a possible sequel, I'm. I've always been sort of like, okay, I'm going to take the back seat and I'm going to see what you guys do with it. I'm going to see what y'all yeah. do with it. Let's see where you take this story. And um, that's it. I, I want, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know. Cause this is a tough one to, to, to this is, it's, it's very difficult to see where they're going to go with this. Like Marvel has recasted before. I mean, you know, like I, I and nobody cried about Edward Norton, um, you know, to Terrence Howard. Spider-Man's they've had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Like the Terrence Howard one was kind of, I was like, man, Terrence Howard did great. But then they said, John, then, the, then they said Don Cheadle's name. And I was like, Oh, Terrence who? Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I was like, thank you. This is what, this is what we needed. You know? Yeah, it's just this is a whole thing. Like, and that, why I wanted to ask this question because usually we don't talk about the future. We don't talk about this on Popmosis, but like, this is a testament of like Chadwick Boseman. Not only was he the perfect T'Challa, he was such a great actor and so impactful in Hollywood. Yeah, um, Forty Two was fantastic. I love his performance and Get On Up. Oh my mm. god, he was. I think he was better than Joaquin Phoenix in Walking the Line. Like, I really seriously, I, huh? I, really his performance was so so good i have to check that out no it's great and it's the thing like when you watch when you see those movies like and i, I saw a chadwick boseman talking about it. he talked about you know playing thoroughgood marshall playing jackie robinson playing uh uh james brown yeah thank you like which one? um how that impacted even how it all came together in t'challa and there was a quote from uh it was Paul Rudd talking about it. He said to play someone like that, like to play an individual like that, you have to, those, those are people who possess grace 
and and you can't he's like when you do it multiple times you can't act grace the polls rug was like you can't act that you have to have it and that's what he had and that's why we're you know we're speculating a little bit we like like tyler said we're, we're not one to, especially me i'm never one to speculate on this podcast i hate to do that i just don't like to do it but you have to in this instance because what is there like i mean like there's going to be some kind of change it's inevitable and that's what i don't in a movie where the future is such a big deal where we have exactly that before yeah yeah and you have that big question that's hanging out there so you have to you know address it and even you know our little podcast is one of uh you know our discussion about it is is just it's it's i think we're just like you see the the challenge of that decision because the things that like we brought up like tyler brought up like those little kids how they view they view the black panther as their hero they don't yeah. know who Chadwick Boseman is, you know, they like, I, I didn't, yeah. when I was that age, I wouldn't have known who I probably like, I didn't know who, when I was a little kid, I didn't know Christopher Reeve. I knew him as Superman. He was Superman yeah. for me before when he was I, when Christopher I, Reeve. When I was a kid, was, I had no idea that Val Kilmer and Michael Keaton were completely different people. Yeah. <laughs> and let, let's not talk about George Clooney as Batman. Let's, let's never do that again. <laughs> That's when George Clooney is when, when we all grew up a little bit and realized movies are fake. <laughs> our heroes aren't what we thought they were that's george clooney that's what george clooney is <laughs> i know he's the best batman right no um <laughs> but um he's not, not even I, the best doctor on er though so. <laughs> you know i actually kind of like george, uh, never mind. No, i like george clooney. i think he i think george clooney is a gifted actor don't yeah. get me wrong in I, the right circumstances <laughs> yeah yeah with, with and also a, better, a talented director but, good yes. night good luck which he directed is a brilliant film yeah. Um, so I just want to. No, you're totally fine. Um, yeah, I just want to yeah, end the podcast with just final thoughts of Black Panther for, from you guys, and then uh, we'll get some plugs. Fine. Oh, final thoughts on Black Panther, huh? Yeah. Oh boy. Brilliant. It's, it yeah. was just just brilliant. Um, I don't really know what else to say beyond that. Um, and yeah, just like I said, how do you top that? How do, where do you go from there? It's just, uh, it's just so many questions now. And, and it's tough and it's tough because, because yeah, you feel that, that sort of heaviness when you realize, damn, we just, we lost this guy. And it's like, you know, what do we do? You know, um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We, we will see where, where they go with, uh, I mean, what they do with it. Um, I'm hoping that it will be um, something that, you know, that's even better than the first. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a tough one. It is so tough to talk about. Like, I'm I'm trying to not choke up talking about it too. That's just tough to think about it because the first movie is just so good as a movie that you Mm -hmm. have to like top it as a movie, let alone the 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 sort of the the albatross of Chadwick Boseman's passing um for me the final thoughts are so when I was watching it uh, I just watched it yesterday and it was nice because it was one of the like we watch a lot of movies on here well you know uh, we run the gamut but a lot of it's stuff that I won't want to watch with my kids in the room so this is one I could watch with my kids in the room it's you know it's certainly not a movie for a one-year-old and a three-year-old but 
I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not like, oh my god, I wish I didn't see that. So, but as I'm watching it, my daughter, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's Iron Man three, where you're just like, don't ever watch <laughs> this ever. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm related to the to writer director of that. That's um, true. So, never met him, but uh, so anyway, as we're watching it, my little, uh, my my little one, Prim, Primrose, she is just turned one year old. And as some of the music was playing, like she's dancing in the room. And I'm just like funny watching her dance as I watch this. Cause it's just like, just this very, you know, organic real reaction to the movie. She has no idea what's going on. She's not even looking at the screen, but she starts bouncing, just bouncing to this music, just a little person bouncing to it. And then, you know, as I'm watching the movie, the, the what really struck me this time was the beginning of the movie. It's about a son grieving his father as he returns to his home mm. and it was really powerful watching it. And I actually started to cry because I was just thinking about the fact that the chat and with and, Ch- and the power of Chadwick Boseman's performance and, and the grace that he does have as a, or had unfortunately as a human just really comes through in yeah. that emotion. And, and like, mm. I'm watching him grieve as I grieve him. Right. And that was where it really caught me as something powerful and different. And, and, and like I said, I started to cry like for that. And I was crying like, you know, like in the, you know, the early stuff where it doesn't get real like heavy and dramatic quite yet. But that really was what caught me. Like I'm watching a man, you know, it's a performance of him, but he's grieving as I grieve him. And that was a, just a unique thing for me to see this movie. So uh, but it was yeah. good to revisit it. First time, like I said, that I've watched it since he passed. And it just holds up as a great movie. And all the other things we said, it's a great movie. It's a truly great yeah. movie. And it's it's probably the highest. It's not my favorite Marvel movie. I I, I love Winter Soldier because like the sort of spy espionage side of it. Yeah. That's my favorite. And it's that Bull political Hacker. thriller, which is yeah. amazing. Look, it's yeah. like this. Yeah, it's a 70s style, like Three Days of the Condor or Parallax View, those kind of movies. But for me, I compared the Manchurian Candidate for some reason. And Thor Ragnarok is um like Tyler said that's that's probably the most fun so it's like the joy of it and maybe the first Guardians a similar kind of thing, uh, yeah. just the joy of those movies. But this is probably the best movie of all the Marvel movies. I mean, there's a reason mm. it got nominated rightly for an Academy Award. So it's kind of like it's kind of like what we talked about like on a diff- like on an earlier podcast where it was like with, with me with Tim with Tim Burton like like I think Big Fish is his masterpiece, but Ed Wood is my favorite movie of his. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah. And I don't know what else to say besides I love Black Panther. It's amazing. It is the coolest. It is the best fictional world use and in film where it engulfs you and you want to know and be there. Like, you know, you I watch Lord of the Rings. I don't want to be anywhere of those places. You see the Prancing Pony. I'm like, thank God I am no there's no places like this I know of. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and like and like and and then like you watch Game of Thrones and you're just like, oh fuck no. Like, I got yeah, no, absolutely. Like, not. I'm going to the Prancing Pony. Where's the Prancing Pony now? Yeah, right? go there now. <laughs> and like and so and but like like Wakanda is and so you're watching cool. Lord of the Rings, you're like, why is everything a brothel? I don't understand. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all dwarves. No, no. Um, um, but yeah, it's uh this movie is awesome. Chadwick Boseman is a king. Um yes. this this cast is amazing. The cultural um like this movie made me 
open my mind more to the history of a different place I don't live in, even though I don't really care about the history of my own, um, unless like I need to learn something from it for the future. Um, yeah. I, I is open my mind. This inspired me and I want to make sure that we learn that Hollywood and that people learn from it as well. Not even just like, you know, the message of it, but more of just like what it represents. And, and and that's what then that's my final piece about this movie. Um, JP, where can they find you t- and everything? Give us all of your plugs. Yeah, all right, cool. Well, uh, find me on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, J A Y P Brown three six five. Um, look for my website, J A Y P Brown dot com. Join the mailing list if you like. That way, you can find out where my shows are and where I'm performing at and blah, 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 blah. If we ever get past this chaos called this pandemic and stuff. So um, find me on Twitch, same thing, same handle. And uh, yeah, I'll keep you all posted. Perfect. And all the links will be in the article on the website. And also if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be found in the, uh, in, in the, whatever it's called. The, the thing. The, yeah, the description. <laughs> yeah, in the description. Word. And, and also the word I was trying to think of was lore. Lore. What I was lore. Well, there like, oh, we lore? go. There we okay. go. Yeah, I said half of it. Or, or fairy tale, <laughs> I, yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Evil um, fairy tales. Evil folklore. <laughs> Evil folklore. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, get we have my... to point with a crooked finger. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right? Evil folklore. It's like, are you pointing at my crotch right now? <laughs> you know, Let me it? tell you some evil folklore, traveler. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, you, do you need some arthritic medicine or anything? <laughs> I can help you with that, bro. Yeah. Like, I type too much at my computer. Like, yeah. this damn cobble tunnel syndrome. <laughs> Here's a ibuprofen. <laughs> right, Josiah, where can we find Josiah's right? You can find me at Josiah is right, W R I T E, as in Josiah is right as a writer. Uh, find me on YouTube and uh, Instagram and Twitter, which uh, I don't use Twitter much, but Twitter's like the you know the stuff I post on Instagram kind of thing. I kind of forget mm. I have Twitter, but I do have Twitter, and I, I hope to use it more. I just don't remember that it exists. Um, so. <laughs> But uh, for sure, YouTube, I have, I'm trying to keep up content there, new stuff very soon. I'm working on, which will be out when you guys hear this, a video about Resident Evil, George Romero's Resident Evil, and what happened to that. So I'm going to be uh, posting that mm. before you even hear this. So go find that video. It'll be really cool, really awesome. A lot of cool insight nice. there. And so Josiah is right. And also, so if you subscribe to me on YouTube and subscribe to the Grand Geek Gathering on YouTube, you could be entered to win. You will be entered to win either a Popmosis shirt, a gathering shirt, or a Josiah is right t-shirt. So please enter our t-shirt contest. It could be a wet one if you want to. Like, <laughs> Sweet. I'm so, I'm totally there. I'm there. <laughs> so we'll hose you down. This isn't like <laughs> dudes only. Cause I want to see your packs. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so subscribe to our channels and uh, you can get a free t-shirt. Uh, please just share that we're here and what we're doing. Uh, we, t- we love to just talk about movies. It's awesome to have, a- we missed Paul tonight, but it was awesome to have uh, a JP fill in for Paul uh, when Paul couldn't be here. And we could talk about a movie that's just really cool. And we do this like every two weeks, we have a new one of these for you guys. And uh, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Again, all the links will be in the article or the description on the YouTube. Y'all have 
a fantastic night. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for listening in. You can check out all of our shows and offerings on any podcast app or go to our website directly at thegrandgeekgathering.com for our other articles, our other podcasts, videos, and so much more. Check out our YouTube for our Let's Play videos and other podcasts and other weird discussions that we have, especially about gaming and our Grand Geek Eatery cooking show. And also, don't forget that I stream on Twitch. I hope you have a fantastic night. Our music has been provided by Carlisle Laurent. Have a wonderful week. Wear a mask and GGG. And we're kind of forever. What's on the silver screen? I got some takes you wouldn't believe. Oh, oh, oh.